Hello and welcome to the Bible Discussion Podcast. My name is Andrew Anderson. As always, I'd like to mention that I'm a member of the Liberty Church of Christ here in Dennis, Mississippi. And if you would ever like to join us, you would be an honored guest. Our worship times are Wednesdays at 7 o'clock. And then on Sunday mornings, Bible class begins at 9. And then at 10 o'clock, you have worship service. And then at 6 o'clock on Sunday night will be our evening worship. So be sure and stop by the Liberty Church of Christ in Dennis, Mississippi. Good evening, everybody. I hope y'all are having a great week this week. I got a question in the other day, and I'm not going to read it in its entirety, but um, I believe that this person is a person that believes in premillennialism, and I don't know what group this person worships with or if they worship at all, but I would assume this person's a premillennialist. They the question pretty much boils down to do I think there's a possibility that Joe Biden or Kamala Harris could be the Antichrist? Now we we've got to define Antichrist and and what that exactly is. You know, a lot of people will talk about the Antichrist in the Bible. And they'll pull verses from Revelation. They'll pull verses from First and Second Thessalonians. They'll pull verses from all over the Bible and try to pinpoint that there is this one singular Antichrist that's going to come into the world and he's going to be charismatic. He's going to be some kind of world leader, some kind of government leader. And he's going to do this, this, and this. And he's just going to... It's going to cause this huge Arm- battle of Armageddon, and it's it's all. I, please don't take me wrong when I say this, but it's it's out there in my mind, and that's coming from somebody that years and years ago, when I was being raised, actually in the Baptist church, I believed that there was a singular Antichrist. Now, the reason that I believe that just speaking for myself, is that I had watched the Left Behind movies, and I did not study my Bible just a whole lot. Now, there are some people that that are, that that claim to be scholars and everything else that study and say that there's one singular Antichrist. But let's turn to Scripture. And I could spend a lot longer on this and skip through a bunch of different books of the Bible showing you different verses, but I'm just going to hit on a few in the books of First and Second John. And I think that John is going to clear this up pretty well for us. <clears throat> We're going to begin first in First John chapter 2 and verse 18. And John says here, Little children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. Then go down to verse 22. Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist, who denies the Father and the Son. 
Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Okay, now, we have to remember whenever we're reading the Bible. Yes, a lot of it is, it's all meant for us. All Scripture is God-breathed. And it's inspired, it's the inspired Word of God. It's it's meant for us. But we have to remember, there's times when we need to put our first century glasses on. And we need to think about some things. My personal belief is that John is speaking about Gnostics. See, at this time, in the first century, you had this group called the Gnostics. And the Gnostics believed that all flesh was evil. And they did not believe that Jesus, the Messiah, came in the flesh. So my personal belief is that that's what John was talking about here. Now, some people might not agree with that, but from my study, that's my personal belief. But I also want to point out a couple things to you. In verse 18... It is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. So he's saying right there that in the first century there are Antichrists. And then you look down to verse 22. Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. So... Basically, what John is saying here is that there's not one singular Antichrist. He's saying there are many Antichrists. And he's saying that anyone that denies the Father, denies the Son, is an Antichrist. If you are against Jesus, if you do not believe that he is who he said he is, or who he says he is, and if you do not believe in the... Bible, the doctrine that Jesus put forward, if you do not believe in that, then you're an antichrist. And that's just really all there is to it. And we'll we'll take a quick look at 2 John. Let me just flip over there. 2 John in verse 7. 2 John in verse 7 says, For many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. So what he's saying in Second John is the people that are not confessing Jesus is coming in the flesh, this is a deceiver and an antichrist. So putting on my first century glasses, this makes me think that he's talking about the Gnostics here. But he's definitely not talking about a singular person antichrist now i don't have enough time to go through all of the different tenets of premillennialism but i want to tell you this people look at the book of revelation now revelation was written by john also so you've got to keep that in mind people look at the book of revelation and they see all this you know apocalyptic literature and things that were uh, signs, you know, things in the book of Revelation, and they try to piece it together with other things they read in the Bible, and you're taking everything completely out of its context. 
you're taking it and just doing whatever you want with it when you do that. And it's kind of like this. I can find a place in the Bible where it says that Judas hanged himself. I can find another verse in the Bible where Jesus said, you go and do likewise. Now, if I piece those two together, I might have a might have a problem. Those two verses were in completely different context. They're just in the Bible. But there's different situations going on when they were said, but that's essentially the same thing people are doing when they try to piece together this one mention there are these couple mentions here in John first and second John about an antichrist and then you piece it together with all this other stuff from the book of Revelation you have to keep the Bible in context context is the key if if I it, let's say you're reading a book okay you're reading a book and this book is set in a city and um, these people in the book are in a mall. And this one person tells this other person, I'm going to this stall right here. And they're standing in a bathroom. Well, if you don't have context and you don't realize they're standing in a mall in a bathroom, then they could be walking into a horse stall in a barn. You have to have context. That is the key in anything. I don't care if you're watching a movie, if you're reading a book, especially studying the Bible, though, you've got to have the context of the situation. That's how you're going to know what's going on. But we have to keep in mind also when we read things in the Bible, first century, some of this stuff that they're talking about, especially in the book of Revelation... It's things that were coming. And this is getting a little bit, you know, off topic from the Antichrist, but I just want to read you something here. Here's the first verse of uh, Revelation. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place, and he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John. Notice there that it says things that will shortly take place. These Christians in the book of Revelation were being persecuted. They were being killed. They were being, you know, hung on a cross. They were being burned. They were being beaten. And just terrible things were happening. And the book of Revelation is trying to give these people hope that, hey, you're going to win in the end. So... If you take those few verses out of 1st and 2nd John about an Antichrist and try to put it in there with the beast or any of that other stuff that you see in Revelation, you're taking something and putting it where it does not belong. How would that beast being an Antichrist that's supposed to come in the year, let's just say 2050, how is that going to give hope to these Christians in the book of Revelation. It's, I mean, it's not. You think that's going to give them hope that there's going to be some singular Antichrist that's going to come, you know, 2,000-something years from that time and there's going to be this huge battle of Armageddon? No, that's not going to give hope to those Christians that are being persecuted. Not at all. 
folks, we have to keep that in mind. And the person to the person that asked this question, I understand. I, I do. Hollywood, the internet, the radio, everything has just pumped up this idea of an antichrist. You know, you've got movies like The Omen. I know they've made several different ones of that. You know, the only one I've ever seen is the old one with William Holden in it. It was made in like the 70s or 80s. But you've got all these movies and things that just beat it into people's heads. And it's not in the Bible. Not in the way they put it. And just be sure and keep that in your mind. The context of what's being talked about. And, and pick up your Bible and read it. If, if someone's pulling from somewhere else, you need to figure out how that fits together. And if it actually does. Because there's a lot of times that it does not at all. And people are just pulling it out of thin air, just like that example I gave earlier. So, I hope that answered your question. I do not believe... I mean... <sighs> Technically, I guess you could say they 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 might be, uh, because they might not they might not believe in Jesus. They may be against Jesus. You know, uh, who's to say? Every politician, I'm pretty sure, has been considered to be an antichrist at some point. Every election year, you hear that. I heard it about George W. Bush when I was a kid. I heard it about Barack Obama. I heard it about Donald Trump. Now I'm hearing it about Joe Biden. I think that's always going to be out there, but we have to keep in mind there is not a singular antichrist, and it has nothing to do with, you know, a barcode that's going to get put on your skin, a, a microchip, all this stuff that just gets pulled out of thin air. There's nothing in the Bible about a microchip. There's none of that. So, if if you go to a church where people are preaching that, you need to really stop and think about what they're saying and, and put it in a first century mindset. Put on your first century glasses and think about that. Because it's it's serious. You can't be pulling that stuff out of there. You know, I've Second Timothy 2.15, Study to show yourself approved to God, a workman, having nothing to be ashamed of, rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing means it can be wrongly divided. Remember that. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope I laid that out good enough that folks can understand. If you have any questions, be sure to message me on Facebook. Join the Facebook group. I have a Facebook group, the Bible Discussion uh, Facebook group. Be sure to join in there. I post memes and uh, different sermons and things like that. I even post some things that go on at Liberty there. So be sure to join the Facebook group, and I appreciate y'all listening. Thank you. Hey, y'all. I really hope that I explained that well enough for folks to... I don't want to say understand. I want to hopefully say for people to dig into it more. And remember something, just because I say something or just because you heard it on TV, you saw it on Facebook or on the internet, or just because 
even your preacher saying something or someone in your family. In the end, that is not the um, what we should go by. You need to go by what the Bible says. And everybody out there has got enough sense to, to, to sit down and read it and piece it together the way that it was meant to without picking and choosing things and jumbling them together. But as I always do, I want to go ahead and tell you what Jesus and God has laid out for you. Um, As far as salvation is concerned, you need to hear the Word of God. You need to believe, repent, confess, and be baptized. We contact Jesus' blood in the waters of baptism. A lot of people have a hard time believing that or understanding it because most people are taught that baptism isn't essential but i believe if you do a in-depth study you'll see that it is every bit of it's essential none of it's more essential than the other of what i just named but baptism is one of them that people have a hard time grasping and it is essential so if you have not listened to that episode go and listen to episodes one and two or excuse me parts one and two on baptism but i appreciate y'all listening and thank you so much for all the support i've had so many people reaching out to me and y'all have no idea how much it means because i've i've put forth a lot of effort trying to do this and and i just i do i appreciate it so y'all be sure and uh give the podcast a rating uh leave a comment if you want to a review and join the facebook group bible discussion uh podcast group and uh, we'll, we can continue the conversation on there. If you have any more questions, be sure to message me on Facebook. But all right, y'all, I hope you have a good rest of your week. Thank y'all.